He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping keep. Seppi Verdi. He really messes with his brain. One is, is the daughter of divorced parents. The other is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Twilight Arby's. Playcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Twilight Arby's Playcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Twilight Arby's Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and as far as I know, this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Twilight the Movies, Twilight the Books, and Arby's, the fast food restaurant. I am very excited to announce that we are, you're here for a, a very special episode. Very special. Oh, my goodness. This is our... Our first episode as the Twilight Arby's podcast. Not only that, it is part 18 of our special 30-parter first episode. And what what does that mean? That means that we have, for the last 18 weeks, been been podcasting this episode. And and I've talked about all our mic situations. I'm I'm a little bit excited because we have we have not had uh win a windscreen, a pop filter, a little cover on on the top of of the labs that I've been recording on. But now, now we do. Now we do. I just got a little bag of trashy two millimeter mini mic covers. And so we're windscreened up again. That was the weakest part I was finding of of the labs that I was using. I don't really have a lot of stuff to say right now about it. So um, this is this is exactly the kind of thing that I was saying that I uh, we are doing this thing. Oh, ooh, ooh, the batteries is dead. The batteries is dead. I'm excited. I'm excited. The batteries has died. The bat. Okay. I'm excited. The batteries died on this transmitter. Um. So yeah, no, I got these uh, a while ago. I think, I think before we moved, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the batteries that came with them said they lasted for like 14 hours, and so I've just been running for all the shoots we had with them before I put in the rechargeable because I wanted to see, just out of curiosity, how long the, the batteries came with them. So I guess we'll just record until, until the transmitter dies again. All right. Um, Matt cool. was saying he was playing... Tetris in VR. How Tetris was that? in VR. It was really <clears throat> relaxing. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Lots of uh, immersion effects with the sounds and the visuals. Very smooth gameplay. Um, you know, if I was like an Elon Musk type guy, I'd be able to afford the $30 for the VR Tetris, but I'm no. Chief Bezos. <laughs> so I think it was thirty dollars on a Game Boy cartridge back in the nineties, which in nineties money is like probably like sixty nine dollars, billion dollars. Maybe I, I, I'm, I'm, I've got that weird brain thing where I don't understand money. Oh, there I guess. I guess. I guess. Oh, are we? The transmitter died again. Do do do. It's okay. Here's what. If you, uh, tell me more about Tetris while I. <laughs>
sound expert in the field of... <laughs> I'm trying... You're, you're going again. Okay. I meant to take the batteries out of the receiver, which is hooked up to the... Um, yeah, see, I can... This is hooked up to the whole Battery <coughs> system, so it should... Uh, ah. So you're working now. Okay. And this is running out of, out of the uh, battery system that the uh, cool. sound bag is running out of. Cool. My biggest question about VR Tetris is... Right. Uh, did, so you have two hand controllers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Were you using the buttons on that, or were you using your hands and... Well, I was using the controller... I didn't try it with my hands. I didn't think to try it with my hands. I'm, I've, I've always been a, you know, controller person, so this immersion with the hands isn't as, mm -hmm. to me, it's not as quick as the controller, you know, because there's a little, there's like a, like a little bit of delay in the clicking and whatnot. So it's like, I don't think I'd play any games with uh, just my hands, unless it was maybe like an archery game or something. Ooh, is there an archery? That sounds fun. I actually just got one that I wanted to show you. I was gonna come. I was gonna come uh, get you last night and show it to you, but it was like super late. Uh, but it's it's so much fun. You gotta play it. Let, next time you put your contacts on, let me know, and I'll throw you the VR headset and let you play the the archery game. It's okay. So fun. Also, I cannot throw these batteries in the trash can. They fire, explode, and burn hazard. Do not recharge, disassemble, short circuit, heat above 100 degrees Celsius, or incinerate. Indeed. Sounds like an open mic. Mm -mm. I'm an open mic! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, so you've, how, let's see, you got, um, you got a MetaQuest 3. I did, I did. A couple weeks ago, I, I think. Buckled. I buckled and... I buckled to the Zuckerberg. What What is your favorite things to do on it so far? And how? What? Give me a Give me a rating. Uh, one out of ten. Ten being the the best. Highly recommend this product is everything you want it to be. One being um, this is a fish, and I didn't pay three hundred dollars for a fish. I paid three hundred dollars for a VR headset. I'd definitely give it maybe like a good seven and a half, you know. Um, if you want to take price into consideration, bump it up to eight, nine. I'm very satisfied with it, you know what I mean? I'm having a lot of, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I mean, for me, just the artistic applications of being able to just like paint without having to worry about cleaning up paint, you know, being able to like, create little 3D things in my environment, you know, create like a whole, I can paint a whole scene in my room, you know, there's just, there, there's a lot of artistic uh, things that I've really enjoyed, and they've got some music stuff that's really fun, uh, it's like, I can just crank out, I can just like pull up a drum kit and start air drumming. I've got an interesting idea. Uh, the painting program, are you? Can, does it offer you the opportunity to paint, but like in that augmented reality yes. where you can? Oh, that's yeah. No, that's what that's I'm saying. really it's, cool. It's really cool. So you could like mock up graffiti art and see, like, totally. test what it would would look like on a. Well, they actually have like a, a a graffiti mock up like game that's supposed to be really good, but. But the, the, the augmented reality thing is like, it's more of like, 
Um, it's more of a different kind of painting. Uh, it's like made for augmented reality. So it's got like, you can create 3D blocks. You can create like, you know, like draw with light. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can like, and you could essentially create anything. You know, it's, 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 that's kind of the thing, right? It's so, it's so open to your imagination, you know what I mean? And that's one of the things I like about it. It's like really, whatever you think about, you can do. And on top of that, it's, you know, the landscape for opportunity. If you want to do something like, you know, if you want to, you know, be a content creator or, you know, video game creator, I think there's a lot of space there because, you know, one of the things that drives me nuts, right, there's only one game that I've found, there's only one game that I've found that's designed to be played while laying down. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? Does that not blow your mind? Don't you think, wouldn't you think that if I could strap a computer to my face, I'd want to play as many things laying down as possible? <laughs> or is that just me? Am I just that lazy? Um, Does the game VR porn? Um, it is not, <laughs> and that you can't even enjoy really laying down because of the you have to like you really have to kind of be sitting straight up to like really get the view uh -huh. on VR porn. <laughs> so you have can't you, even really do that laying down comfortably. Have you watched a, a video? Uh, not like a movie. Have you watched a movie on on VR yet? Like I watched a little bit of uh, like a uh, Terminator movie that was playing on. I downloaded the Pluto TV app, um, which is really not too bad for free TV, um, just to kind of test the limits and see what it. But it was really good. I mean, it's super high quality. It's like you know, mm -hmm. I could make the screen the size of a freaking movie theater screen. You know, to my perception, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you seen we have a, have a um, audience member? <laughs> There's a cat. There's a cat that's just staring at us. Weird. What? It's it's just waiting. It's like, oh man, I, I reserved this podcasting booth two hours ago. These guys aren't done yet. It's almost three o'clock. I'm just gonna go my pod cat. <laughs> He heard Twilight and Arby's and was like, I'm in. I'm really, okay, I like everything about this location that we're in a lot, um, except uh, the, the best, best thing about where we used to previously live, there was a truck stop with a 24-hour Arby's. So mm. I just, I, it's not that I need Arby's all the time, <clears throat> but I knew it was, that, like, if it got to be 4 o'clock in the morning, I was like, I'm really hungry and I don't want to. Right, it was snack. like a good way after hours option yeah. and it was it was four and a half miles away oh man that horsey sauce mm, give me one of those roast beefs with the horsey sauce <laughs> i think i really i have to say i've, I've liked uh i like arby's is really great to me as as a company i talk about them like a friend like somebody that i've been uh <laughs> they're like my crazy inventor friend who hasn't hit it big yet. I'd like, yes, Arby's is a successful chain, but I want you to think about this in terms of like, um, in my day-to-day -day life, right? right? I talk to our circle of people. Um, nobody talks about his Arby's as frequently as I do. Um, so even though it is a multi-million dollar company, uh, in, in the scheme of 
restaurants, you know, you got your Burger Kings, your McDonald's. Right. Uh, you got regional chains like Cane's here. Um, so Arby's isn't like the star student everybody wants to be. It's just another thing that exists, right? Right, right. Um, but for me, that's like my buddy who is always tinkering with stuff, always invent. It's, it's kind of like you. It's kind of like me. We're kind of like Arby's. I think so. I do wear a hat. You you wear an Arby-tistic hat. <laughs> Did you just call me Arby-tistic? <laughs> I didn't even mean to. <laughs> I'm Arby-tistic. Uh, I just got their new mar- marketing uh, <laughs> campaign, Arby-tism. <laughs> I got Arby-tism. Oh, my God, I got Arby-tism. My God, need it. I need the ch- beef and cheddar. I got the Arby-tism. Um, yeah, but, like, so they... They had a special, they, uh, they recently had, like, a special limited time item that was a hamburger. It was for the Good Burger 2 movie, right? I keep right. doing air qu- I've never done air quotes as much on a podcast as I have today talking to you. <laughs> a, a total audio medium, and now I'm, um, but the, the point I was trying to bring up was, uh, I love the boldness of them being, like, everybody bases their chain on a burger or or chicken nuggets we're just going to do something that nobody else does like this and go with the roast beef we're going to be a roast beef centric um all right these there uh i don't want i'm so fascinated by this cat probably because it's wildlife in our area um, <laughs> oh you missed the falcons yesterday the falcons oh yeah two of them flew by real close to the side of the house when me and Levon were out back one of them perched up on the tree over there and the other one kept going but they were like super close it was sick man i got um it was so dope I'm thrilled about that because I love falcons, but also worried because I want to put the cats out so they can run around. But I don't like I don't I don't know what the threshold is of birds that eat cats or something. I don't know the threshold of people that eat cats either. I know my people well, are known for it. I know there's a lot of squirrels around here, mm-hmm. so I'd imagine the falcons <clears throat> stay pretty well fed. Okay, you know what I mean. There's probably, yeah, there's probably a lot of easier, smaller targets, especially up in the trees. That was the most squirrels I think I'd ever seen right. in a tree at one time when we came out here to watch that. Um, so, I mean, I would just be uh, particularly cautious on colder days, you know. What's your, what's your thinking of that? What the, does a colder day make a falcon hungrier for cats? Well cat would be vulnerable because the cat would be out of its environment all the other animals would be more in their environment tucked away hidden away trying to stay warm right so there wouldn't be as many squirrels and stuff out probably you know okay yeah no this is the, the kind of hard-hitting journalism that i want this podcast <laughs> to be about i don't well i mean you know it's just my own thoughts I'm, you know i got I, here's the thing right i've 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 learned that you know while my not all I may not always have the right reason, but my choices have always been right when I actually do make a choice, you know. 
So yeah. I've been I've been so I've been watching podcasts with my ears for about the past three years now. Right. Actually, probably six. I'm, I'm talking about when I first started watching podcasts uh, as a medium right. on my phone while I was driving. Right. Um, and from so so from what I've heard, there's a lot of really great like one person podcasts where they're explaining stuff or documentary stuff. But a lot of what's popular in podcasting now. I found is uh, you get a host that is really stupid and just doesn't know things and brings on guests and right. and we ask him those those questions. So I feel like that was a really good podcast segment where where you told me about cold and <laughs> bird feeding, and I just acted like I didn't even know. Um, it wasn't acting. I just let out my natural like I don't. How does cold work, Matt? <laughs> What, what, what is why would that be? What is birds? Well, see, here's the thing, okay. right? I yeah. think everyone should ask more why questions, right? Mm-hmm. To 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 the to the tiniest extent, you know, to the very, because I mean, that's how we're gonna get to understand things, you know. That's how you understand things, you know, and that's how you kind of you, you can kind of that's how everybody keeps everybody else in check, you know, because like. You don't want to just take something that somebody says, you know, and be like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is, and then just go with it. You know, hey, why do you why do you say that? Why do you think that? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a terrible joke right now. I love terrible jokes. This is this is why um, this is why men accomplish more science, but also why they die more often uh, because we were genetically predisposed to. We're the only ones with the. Y chromosome. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> which, which actually, that uh, was not me. I did not fart. The, no, that was the, that was the car. That was we're we're in my recording studio that uh, also doubles as transportation. <laughs> it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid studio. True hybrid. Yeah. Um, right as I was about to make a joke too, I am surprised actually because uh, if you heard the conversations in my relationships, you'd think I don't have it's it's the other one with the with the Y chromosome <laughs> and also the uh, how long is this gonna be chromosome? Um, <laughs> how long until you're finished? <laughs> and I don't even mean that in a dirty way. I mean that in like a everything like you know, <laughs> I'm gonna go do some work. Okay, can you tell me how many minutes, seconds? And hours, you're gonna be away. I don't, I don't know. It's art. It's art. Like I could, I could go art for 33 minutes, but then I'll only have 33 minutes done. Sometimes I write everything I need to in in five minutes. Right. Sometimes yeah. it's years. <laughs> um, Sometimes it's years. Yeah. Huh? Is she looking for me? Hey, you looking for me? <laughs> We're recording we're the, a podcast. We're in the studio. They just know there's a sense. If, she knew we were, she knew I was having fun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can sense it. She's like, it's coming from this area. It's coming from this area over here. Oh, that's we should have a uh, we could get um when Brian Valencia was in the picture, because he was out here, he always wanted to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man was his favorite 
personnel side. He'd be great at sketches like that because he does parkour and uh, he's very yeah. physically fit. Maybe we could get Troy in a, a Spider-Man outfit and do a uh, Spider-Woman sketch along <laughs> those same lines of like somebody's having fun. <laughs> somebody's Spiderson's tingling. Um, the cat just ran, ran back there. Um, yeah, so tell me more about this VR uh, thing. It seems like a life-changing thing. So you've been doing, you've been doing art, you've been doing music, yeah. Uh, played games and watched movies. Yeah. And VR porn. And VR Where do you porn. see the future of this? Like, this is a tool that you are learning now. Totally. Um, in the next couple years, what do you see being the biggest contribution to your workflow uh, now with with the introduction of this technology? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, we're just at the tip. Of, it's like, it's, it's what they see, you know, it's what they say, the tip of the iceberg. It's like, there's so little out there right now, I think. Like, I mean, there's a lot out there, don't get me wrong, but it's like, you have to, it does, there's not a lot out there that appeals to, like, you know, really casual or really hardcore gamers, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, not so great content on, the, on, on there right now, right? Um, I think, like, any type of instructables would be good with VR, because you can mix it with the augmented reality and maybe have the screen up while you're, you know, tinkering with something to give you, you know. Okay, yeah, you were telling me about the car maintenance. Yeah, I saw a guy doing that. Stuff, yeah. sounds really cool. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of, like, just more, I think more of it's just going to integrate with, you know, try to find ways for it to integrate safely with regular life. I mean, I think that's kind of the big hurdle right now is, you know, while it gives me a decent, you know, augmented reality, it's, you know, not perfect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it could, you know. I want to I wanna forecast that um, I know cars have started to learn to drive themselves. Uh, and when I found out how they were doing that, it was a bunch of little cameras and sensors all over the place. And they're, they, they, largely it's been... I'll say it's been pretty successful given the amount of cars there are, the amount of peoples are, and the number of accidents that there has been. But I think it would definitely even be more um, sped up when you start getting headsets from the occupants that incorporate into the information that all the car sensors are getting so that you had even a little bit more perspective and sort of like some some real-time human input. Right. Right. Uh, too, because the car is still going to be limited at like, hey, I'm sensing what's in front of me. My camera's trying to identify everything. Right. Um, but you have a person that can sort of focus a yeah. little bit too. Well, no, I think I think that that's I mean that's more in line with the just like the strictly augmented reality glasses that they make. I don't know if you've seen those. I have not. Yeah, they make like there they there's a whole line of just augmented reality glasses that are. They're, they're like, they look like regular sunglasses or something, but they have like, you know, computer interface stuff, you know, kind of like how when the Google glasses were first came out, you know what I mean? They've, they never stopped making that stuff. You just don't hear much about it because the, there's not a whole lot. Oh man. 
that it, like just Ray Ban Meta glasses, the Gamer Advantage glasses for one twenty nine. Right. Yeah. Six hundred dollar Epson. Yeah. Oh man, I I did not hear about any of this technology. The uh, there was gonna be Google glasses, and there was a whole bunch of memes about that. And then I right. sort of heard that it was kind of a bust. Out. Right. But. Yeah, no, they didn't stop making the stuff. Because, like, these Ray-Ban ones look good. They just look like regular glasses with, like, um, I mean, maybe a little bigger to have right. what they they need in that. Because um, you're one of the first persons, you're, you're the second person I know to get a, a VR headset. Uh, I know they're selling these things because the, they keep coming out with more. Um but you're the first person that, like, I know personally in my life to start using it uh, for these different programs, too. Uh, so I'm so interested in your experience with them because I'm definitely looking to join the VR world. Yeah, soon. no, so far, like I said, my favorite thing right now is being able to kind of, you know, do the, the recording in characters and stuff. Um setting up different camera angles it really gives me that freedom to to shoot you know what i want now my only issue is not knowing how to you know really customize and get all the custom 3d stuff but if i could get a you know if i had the time and willpower to learn 3d modeling and you know make replicants of myself and other cool things i could shoot anything in that in that pro in those programs you know what i mean from any camera angle and, you know, have tons of movement and just... So we have uh, we have virtual reality and we have AI, which are, are currently... Um, if you say them like I said them, that is two different fields of technology. Right. But they're, they're related and they're becoming more integrated and related every day. Have you experienced AI in virtual reality yet? Well, um... I mean, the voice command system, because I think uh, Meta uses their AI in to do things with the voice commands and stuff like that, to understand and execute voice commands. Um, one of the video programs has an AI script writer, right? Like, it'll just, you tell it what you want the script to be about, and it'll crank you out a script and put it right there on the teleprompter. Like... Which is insane. That, oh man, that is. So I guess because because the so I'm, what I'm gathering is the VR, um, VR is in a way just. It's a new way to connect to a right. computer. It's you're just inside the computer looking right. out. Yeah, more now. or less. It's just yeah, it just changes the interface. But AI is the is the programming and the algorithm that runs on that. So. Right. You already have the ability to experience things that are learning. Like, because, like you said, and creating uh, based on those AI algorithms. Um, so I guess uh, we're there. We're the future. This is this is that's the year pretty. We're, we're we're pretty. Uh, we're pretty in the future, man. We're pretty in the future. So I guess uh, my my next question is, um, they, uh, you know, much like Arby's progressed from the regular roast beef sandwich uh they they were well known for their five for five uh special 
<laughs> that they had for a long time. Five roast beef sandwiches, regular oh, roast beef man. sandwiches uh, for five dollars. What a if deal! If I told you how many times I've crushed that deal <laughs> by myself, <laughs> all right? All right, yeah. And then eventually it became five for five fifty-five. Right. And now, now, now weighed it all together, didn't it? The close, yeah. They got the closest two they got six. is two for two for seven at, at the truck stop. Oh, the two for seven now. It used yeah. to be two for six. But uh, but I think beef and cheddar was on there, which is right. is a little more robust than the regular roast beef sandwich, but right. still still not the same value as five plain. Uh, beef and cheddar on the onion roll, man. It's weird too. With some horsey sauce and only, some and some abi sauce. I tell you, a lot of my close friends, and I don't know if you know this about me, but um, you know, I I love the the horsey sauce, but I have a real hard time ordering it because I'm a I'm an adult, I'm an adult male, and I really just have a hard time <laughs> saying things that end in Y to other adults. I just, like even if it was just the horse sauce, but I realize that's a different thing. I thought you're going a totally different way with it. I think you're like. Is this horse cum? No. No, that's not it. No, no. I'm just, I'm saying, like, honestly, I, uh, um, for a long time, I was just depriving myself of horsey sauce completely because, like, I, yeah, you know, yeah, it does make you feel like a child. I did, yeah. I'd be like, I'd like a beef and cheddar combo with a Dr. Pepper, curly fries. Uh, would you like any sauce? I'd like, um, Arby's sauce. And I'm borderline, but Arby's is a name. Right. So I'm, I'm okay to say that, because uh, like Johnny, or Timmy, uh, but it's if you take a noun. Here's how you get. Like, here's how you get around that. Mm-hmm. You want me to? You want me to give give you the gift? Well, I have a system, but but tell me what you would. You there, would well, do I, this around. is what. Well, that's the thing is, I never ask for horsey sauce. I always ask for the horseradish. That that's what I've been doing. That's what All I've right. been doing. Yeah. I never like any time like I had I I kind of felt the same way right like it feels weird asking for horsey sauce can horsey sauce <laughs> no I don't always ask for the horseradish related like and I'm sorry all my my examples are are restaurant based things but it's like you know sometimes I don't know if you want a moons over my hammy at Denny's or a Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity <laughs> right. at IHOP come on name some of these stuff so they're like adult things right. uh, yeah, no, I, I always order the omelet. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like the Bolshevik sampler or the um, Arab Spring Uprising milkshake. Come on, like historical things. Uh, um, It's the Israel and cheese. Yeah. There's so much cheese it takes over the whole plate. A relentless assault of cheese. Machiavellian cheese. Oh, I would order that. Yummy. Uh, Machiavellian cheese, but not. Um, I would like some with marinara. Sauce, but you know the thing about those ten ten pound blocks of cheese. They constipate some people. <laughs> some people they constipate. <laughs> you know what I found? One of I, I've been dipping back into my own personal history culture lately. I say I think about four years ago. Let me let me step step the story back. About seven years ago, I was offered the opportunity to travel to Japan and Korea to do stand up comedy, and I only went to Korea for about twenty four hours. But it was the first time; it's the only time I've ever returned to the place where I was born. I'm Korean, and I haven't really been raised around Korean culture or history. It was a really interesting feeling. I. I have never had an experience where I felt um, 
like I had a slight understanding of who I was and a connection to a physical place. No, no place has ever meant anything. And I don't want to be like, oh, it started meaning something to me. But being there and surrounded by everybody that looked like me, a place that that clearly genetically I was meant to ad- adapt to originally right. was very interesting experience. And it awoken something in me where I was, I was suddenly curious. I was like, I, I wonder if the diet that I was supposed to have grown up with would have affected my health. I wonder totally. if like things I'm a firm believer in all that stuff actually is like if you if you if you eat what you're genetically predisposed mm-hmm. to eat, you would be healthier, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And it's not it's not even Unless like you're a black, of course. Superior thing. It's, it's like fried food, yeah. and all, it's not going to We your not gonna be, body's adopted. I'm half black. Adapted. Um because, like, Korea and Japan, a lot of the Asian, uh, the the Eastern Asian countries um, are very coastal. So seafood is a big part of their diet, right? Like, uh, the same thing that makes the bodies adapt to live in the environment, the, the uh, actual habitat environment, the amount of rain, the heat, the temperature also affects the crops and the, right. the types of animals that grow there. So that's that's what I was sort of... Uh, getting into is wondering like um, is that healthy like should I eat way more fish in my diet uh, just because my body is genetically predisposed to to needing more nutrients from from sea life from seafood sea I never eat seaweed as an American um, unless I'm eating Asian food and one of the big ones that stuck out to me uh, kimchi is a very controversial, polarizing. I mean, I think I think it's becoming a pop food in America. But for a long time growing up, people were just like, "That is a really stinky, strong Asian flavored food." Right, the first but... time I ate it as a child, it was delicious. Like I, I um, surprised myself that like this feels so natural to me eating it. <laughs> oh my! And you did your accent like kicked on oh my god it's so good i did oh, yes it was oh, what is this what is this it turned me to asian it was it was like that uh i'm turning japanese i think i'm turning japanese i really <laughs> think so and i've had i've had so many uh experience no i had cool. i've had two two experiences like that i think um i forget why i was saying that. it had something related to arby's but i don't <laughs> i don't remember where it was going, <coughs> uh with that um Oh, but I don't know. Sometimes I went. I went to Korea for for twenty four hours. Oh, oh, the the reawakening, right? So it was right. the first time I was interested in my own culture and be learning about what Korea was in making me Korean. Um, do you remember what we were talking about before that? All I remember is the mm. five for five, VR, horsey sauce, moons over my hammy. Well, just talking about we kind of we were kind of just on the whole saying things with why for a while, and then uh, yeah, I don't know. I forgot what brought up the going to Korea thing. I'm sure it was important, but maybe it wasn't that important. Um, but it's okay because this is the first of a lot of regular podcasts we're gonna have, so. It'll, it'll it'll come up. Um. Yeah, no, I'm interested. I mean, it's, it's funny because I like 
when you know you had that you 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 got to have that experience of going somewhere where you felt like you belonged, you know, like where you were like, oh, I'm supposed to be from here, you know. I haven't really ever felt that, you know, because I've straddle I'm straddling mm-hmm. two very, you know, contrasting <clears throat> worlds here in America, you know. It's like I don't particularly fit in with black people, I don't particularly fit in with white people. I really don't fit in with white people. Um, but it's like, I get along with black people just fine. But that's just, but black people, like, white people have a very hard misconception about black people. Mm-hmm. And they think that black people hate them. But black people are just picking up on the white people's vibes of thinking that the black people hate them and make, and it's like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Because, like, black people are usually just nice. You know. you know what I've always thought? Was, I, I'd like to write a movie about this one day. I thought it would be really interesting. Um, about the... Uh, about, like, maybe the week after the Civil War ended. Right? Let's let's ignore the whole Texas and Juneteenth. And like, and this is not a joke. This is I think it would be a really interesting story to tell to Americans because I think as kids were taught history and we're like, oh, the Civil War lasted from here to here, and on this day, the Civil War ended. And then right. your teacher moves on. But right. I want to be like everything was yeah. fine until they shot Martin Luther These King. These neighbors, all those feelings of this invested war did not go away the no, day yeah, that, that the war be, ended. That, see, that would be an interesting, you know, movie to watch. And I think it would be a real human drama you talk about these soldiers going back to their homes and then ha- like just, just the first week what was that like where they're like you're not supposed to shoot them anymore uh but but like, you mean i gotta not... work in my own field yeah all right quick <clears throat> get Carnegie rockefeller on the phone <laughs> we need capitalism stat and that's uh <laughs> And also, you're talking about like not having a place, uh, like feeling like not completely accepted by the black community or the white community. Uh, I don't want to belittle that at all, but I think that's also let me let me take a wild uh, metaphor. That's why I really love Arby's as a company because <laughs> right, you, you they see don't the, quite the burger in, places, right? the chicken, chicken places, places, and they're just like we're going roast beef, man. So I really am the I'm, go- I'm 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 <clears throat> I am Arby's. I remember why I was bringing up the, the whole <laughs> Korea thing. It was actually, it had nothing to do with any of those deep things I was talking about. When I found my reawakening, I started going to the Asian markets, and I realized that Koreans often, they have, they're big into corn dogs, but it's not with a hot dog like like Americans think. The, the corn dog is a big fry so the fry part mm-hmm. is is sort of like the tempura in japanese fried right, th- right. but the inside is often like an 8 to 12 inch stick of mozzarella cheese it is the giantest um interesting mozzarella stick you've ever had and they'll call it korean uh, cheese dogs uh korean <laughs> cheese dog yeah korean cheese Corn, like they're they're huge, but they're oh, just cheese. Man, they're the, they're, and that was like, oh man, why have I been denying myself this ethnic treat that would just like <laughs> this is what I've needed? Why right. why am I having mozzarella sticks when I could have had mozzarella sticks? Right. Uh, yeah, man, we gotta get some of those. Should go to the Asian market this week, and then we can. Uh, 
We have we have those here. I found them. Um, I think that they're they're giant. It's like a like you know the bags of frozen fish right. that you get. It's like a couple of fish fillets. That it's like, and when I got them, uh, there was only three. In the bag, which is a weird amount of things to sell for an American, but that's because we used to usually get like six or twelve, right? And they're right. just like three. That's all we can fit, and they were giant. I, I seriously, I think they were like nine inch, uh, and probably uh, the girth of these things. Um, they were good. Like I would also okay. Imagine the stick. The stick that they're on is like a whole chopstick. It was chopstick sized. To give you some idea of the scale, it's not your little corn dog uh, art craft popsicle. This is going to be the greatest clip out of context. Yes, I'm still talking <laughs> about Korean cheese dog. Realize that name's not helping. Uh, <laughs> uh, disclaimer: Nothing is sexual, <laughs> unless you're in VR. Right. I don't care what the ladies <clears throat> at the grocery store say. Well, I guess uh, that's that's pretty good. This is um, that's about it, uh, I think, for this week on the Twilight Arby's podcast. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Absolutely, yeah. Where can what what are you up to? Where can we find you? www.matthewdavidgarth.com. Yeah, and where can we find you on the internet? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that was a terrible. Usually joke. in the VR porn room, gooning. Excellent. Um, yeah, and you can listen to this podcast. Why Why do I tell, every week I tell you where you can listen to this at the end of the podcast. You would have already <laughs> had to have found it to have listened to it, and nobody listens to it. Anyway, so, okay, thanks for tuning in. Tune in, Tune uh, in next, next week. week and every week, as long as we keep doing this, for all the latest on Twilight the Movies, Twilight the Books, and Arby's the Fast Food Restaurant. And until next time, we'll see you down the road and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Seppi Verdi. He really messes with his brain. One is, is the daughter of divorced parents. The other is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Twilight Arby's. Play cast.